are now tuned into the 5A5 report with Atiana and Bishop. Catch us each and every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. We seek to elevate the narrative on Rochester, New York through constructive conversations. What's going on, y'all? What's the word? What's going on? Bishop. So, I was very nice today. And I printed a copy of questions for you, but... That's not in the email you sent me? Yeah, but I said I'll print them out for him today. But since Flip couldn't join us, he had a meeting. Shout out to Flip. Y'all both going to be in a hot seat. Uh-oh. So I'm putting oh. you in the hot seat. When did we discuss the hot oh, seat on this mm. session? Well, Flip, you left me. Flip, you left me. Okay. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Flip left me. Y'all could both be in the hot seat, but I was in the hot seat this weekend. I saw the pictures. I, I should. I want to see the footage. <laughs> <laughs> why, you, why you laugh like that? Because it was a good time. Um, Kat, shout out to Kat. She's a lawyer that works with us on the mock trial. What I did with my students. She just inboxed me and asked me, was I interested in being on a panel discussing black love? Mm. I like... Black love, huh? I started to say, girl, you don't really want me on the panel. I was going to say, uh, did she... Uh, Check my you... credentials. <laughs> did she uh, ask you about your black love experience? No, she didn't. But it was, it was good because it was people like of all ages there. You had some younger folks, you had some middle-aged folks, and you had some older folks. And just discussing our experiences, it was good. It was um, eye-opening. You know, I feel like a lot of times my opinions and thoughts are very controversial. Just because I'm like... You say your opinions are controversial? Yeah, because I'm just not going to say like... <laughs> I'm just not going to go with the flow or go with the status quo. Like, I'm going to question some things. And I'm going to do things in a little bit unconventional way. Which is not bad all the time. But some men, you know... They be in their feelings or whatnot. So... Well, you can say that, but... I. Ask anybody. My life motto is I can't curse on the radio, so F perception. I go with what makes sense. Perception is one thing. People perceive things the way they want to and deal with situations. I go with what makes sense. Okay. If perception it doesn't make personal. sense, I'm gonna ask you. I'm gonna ask you a couple questions, and we are gonna keep asking questions till we get to it. So yeah, that's what it was. We asked, they asked questions, and the audience got to participate. It was me, a girl named Whitney, and then it was Trace. And we just basically talked about our experiences in black love. So before we get started, we're going to introduce our guest. He's back in the building for yes, a second yes. time. Chris, what up? What's going on? What's the deal? Thank you for coming on. Thank you for the invite. So for people who didn't see the show last time, tell them a little bit about Jim Cole Chronicles. Uh, Gentleman Cold Chronicles, shout out to my brothers and also our manager Tammy. Um, Gentleman Cold Chronicles is a movement, it's a podcast, it's a show, it's a brotherhood. Um, we're a bunch of guys that are flawed and um, we're just being real about different situations that we go through in life, whether it be relationships, um, religious beliefs, um, just everything. You know, we're not perfect, we don't have PhDs, but we do have a PhD in life. 
Okay. So that's what we do. Usually the guys with the PhDs are the ones who ain't. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You got yeah. books since then. You got common sense. Right. Like, Absolutely. Like, like I've been through this common sense. No, yeah. the Some people don't have common sense. <laughs> common sense ain't so common no more. Ain't common, right? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So what we're going to do today is we're going to talk about the relationship part. Ooh. So I'm just going to fire off some questions. It says Bishop in the hot seat. So don't even try to look at the questions. Bishop, are you trying to look at the questions? You didn't tell me not to. Don't cheat. See, I Bishop. Mean, I can see the question. I still got to give an honest answer, right? Yeah, but don't look at them ahead of time. I want an off-the-cuff right. answer, okay, like right. a raw I'm answer, the, not my, a well-thought-out answer. I'm off my docs. Go ahead. Okay. Okay. Ready to get started? Let's go. All right. So, I'm going to switch them around, so don't even think that you're going <laughs> to. All right, social media. How do you feel about sharing passwords? Well, not just on social media. It could be on social media. It could be your <clears throat> phone password. It could be a bank account, PIN number. How do y'all feel about that? Hmm. You want to answer this first? The crazy thing about it is my birthday was Sunday, and we had this conversation over dinner. <laughs> um, me and the fellas Ooh. and uh, AJ and his wife um, first you have to kind of dissect that um, if I'm in a relationship with someone mm-hmm. I don't feel like I'm obligated to do that because that's not my wife okay so if it was your wife then that's different now, I think that's different Okay. because we're one You know, the bible speaks to that once we get married we're one I'm alright so I was married before when I was in the military. I told you this. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, my wife then, she had the password to my bank account. You know, because she got to get her while I'm across these bills had to be paid, whatever. So, I'm not worried about financials as far as that goes because I know what I make. I know what expenses we have. I know what needs to be taken care of. And I know what you're spending on because when you swipe the card, it shows where right. you spent that. So, I, I've, I've never had an issue with sharing financial information like that. I'm pretty uh, secure when it comes to the area. As far as social media passwords, I don't think that is necessary. <laughs> I, I, no, well, I'm going to be Listen, hear me out. I feel that is a reach, and that crosses that trust barrier. Because, you know, the first thing a female wants to say is, well, you liking this picture, you liking that picture. Okay, it's social media. Like, I don't know about everybody else's social media, but I actually know the people on my social media. Yeah. So it's like, eh, and if you want to check my phone, you can have my phone password, but I wouldn't give it to you because... I'm not hiding anything, but me and my friend's conversation isn't your business. My friend might be going through something where it's between like your brotherhood. Like it's just something that he needs. To t- my my friends aren't your friends. Let's just put that out there. And I don't think that all of your friends' conversations should be seen by the person you're dealing with. Okay. I think that's crossing the major line. Like. I don't want my friend to come over and we talking and then she jump in and she know everything that's going on. But he told me in confidence and she knows because she was in my phone. Right. I just feel like there's certain lines you can't cross when it comes to passwords. First of all, listen to the wording. Social media. You're being social. Yeah. Media up, uh, outlet. You know, I think, um, like for instance, if you go to a... Uh, uh, a club or something. You're being social. Hey, how you doing? Hey, how you doing? You look nice. You're beautiful. Da 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 da. You're being social. You're doing the same thing. You know what I think a lot. Of people, the yeah, yeah, people. I think people take it a little bit too, too personal, man. So, when does, 
when does disrespect, when does liking and being in someone's DM, when does it become disrespect to the other person that you're with? What you mean? When you're in a when you're in a relationship. So you saying if you're in a relationship, you shouldn't be in anyone's DM. If we've had that conversation of like a lot of people are in relationships and they never had a relationship conversation. <laughs> you get what I'm that saying? That is so true. If we had that conversation to where we agreed that it's us, right, versus everybody, right, then yeah, it's disrespectful. So you okay with your girl just liking another man's I'm picture, every single picture? It depends on the man. If, like you said, I'm, like me, I, I'm not, I'm not insecure about nothing, by far. If she likes something, okay. Every single picture. You don't care? Okay, I'm gonna give you an example. When I was married, um, I can't stop what other people do. I remember she took pictures, and there some pictures, you know, you seen her butt, whatever, and men would say something like, you're sexy, you're beautiful. I have no problem with that. I have a problem with the response. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that opens up Pandora's box, and that other person think, oh, this person responded back to me. Then they all in your DM, how you doing, beautiful, da 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 da. I have a problem with the conversation. Liking is liking. Yeah. I like that. I like that color. I like that. And what's the problem? But what if it's a girl like that's half naked? Like, or it's a guy who's showing on, his chest. If she on my friends and someone like the picture. Or showing like him with great um, sweatpants on. Like, great sweatpants. What they got doing there? No, if, a, if your woman is liking a guy with gray sweatpants, because you know in gray sweatpants, you mean? basically could see everything with gray sweatpants. <laughs> you can see That's everything. just showing me that my, like, what my person I'm dealing with likes what a penis looks like. I got one of those. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, it's, it's hard. It's not that serious, it's though. It's not, though. And it ain't that serious. It's hard for me. Like, I remember one time somebody I was dealing with, she went on a trip. She was in Cabo, and I was down in the Caribbean, and uh, it's just the way our schedules worked out. And she was posting pictures in bathing suits and bikinis and stuff, and she had thousands of likes on Instagram and stuff like that. And I wasn't tripping because, I mean, when you live in life, you take pictures. Mm-hmm. Let's just be real. Nobody's going to go on a vacation and take right. pictures right. covered from head to toe. Right. You're on a beach taking pictures. I'm not... When it comes to... Showing your body and things like that, I'm not insecure when it comes to my female. Like you said, it comes to the response she gives off when somebody starts posting those comments. Or vice versa. You know what I'm saying? So it's, I'm not, I, like, that's something like, you know what's crazy? A lot of females get upset with guys like the way I am because I'm real nonchalant about stuff. Mm-hmm. And like, they be like, you should be upset that this, why? I can't control what this person, what you want me to do? Go curse about this DM? What, what's that gonna get us? Because he's still gonna slide. I'm gonna tell you to block him. But like, <laughs> I think also in a relationship, <clears throat> say a man is like saying something to her on Facebook. You know, I I think she has she has the responsibility to check him. Yeah, absolutely. But like, no, I appreciate the compliment, but I am involved or I am married. Okay, okay, I feel you. I get it. So, cause I had those experiences, and I'm just like. A pretty social person, but some people might mistake that as flirting. So, I mean, you say hi to somebody twice, you flirting these days. <laughs> yeah, everything is taking us. Yes, my bishop said the first look is just the first look, second look is on you. Well, I like that. Really, you can't help. I like, you can be in the mall. First look, oh, she's beautiful. Oh, yeah, she that's on you. <laughs> 
speaking of seeing a woman in, in like any space, how do you guys feel like if a woman came up to you and tried to approach you? Like, do you feel she's out of line? Would you rather what you, you mean, approach me? Like approach you and want to get on, try to talk to you. She try to bag you. Yeah, she try to bag you. A woman try to bag you. Versa. I dig stuff like that. Cause a lot of a lot of females want to be courted. They want the guy to come up and talk to them. But if a woman comes up and talk to you and approach you on that type of sense, like I, I can respect that. Cause like I know for a fact you somebody who go go get what you want. Mm-hmm. Know what I mean? Cause if you leave it to, I'm the most social anti-social person you know. Like I'll be in the bar, but I won't talk to nobody. I'm there to have my drink, play pool, and leave. But if a woman come up to you and she starts shooting her shot, letting you know what it is, it's like. I, I can respect that. Because if you leave it to me, I might not talk to you all night. Chris. <laughs> I'm just saying. Uh, would you be put off by a woman approaching you? Like if a woman slid in your DM, if you were single, and said, I'd like to go out with you. I'd like to take you on a date. How'd you feel about that? Mm, I mean, it's happened. Um, would you take her seriously? Like, is that someone you can see yourself marrying? <clears throat> it depends on the individual. It depends on the vibe. I'm real big on vibes. Okay. Um, it happened before. I kind of paid it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and like I said, it depends on the vibe. You know, I mean, if a woman is, 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 is you know, got her swag and said, listen, I'm trying to go for what I want, that's cool. Vice versa. Men do it all the time, so why women can't do it? Yeah, but some men, like, will rather... Baby on the chase, like they rather hunt. Well, I'm old school. Like I, I do like, like to hunt. Right. I like to hunt. Let me, let me court he you. Who finds <laughs> a wife finds a baby. I'm mad y'all said y'all like to hunt. Don't get me wrong. That's what it is. Cause I mean, mm-hmm. let's be real. That's what men are. Men, I'm not gonna men, lie to men, you. men are natural hunters. Men natural I'm, hunters. I'm old. I'm up in my thirties now, so you know. I, you said you're old. I'm older. Oh, I was about to say. No, don't like, even lump me in the old category. No, what I'm saying is. Is the younger me, I was turned on by the chase, but once the chase ended, it was just like, okay, I need I need to chase something else because it was the thrill, it was the rush that I got off. Like it took me like one time it took me like eight months to bag a chick. But the things we did You are mad you counted the month. Listen, listen. And you wanna know it's crazy? We was together for three and a half years after that. But I, like we, she canceled a lot of dates. I canceled a lot of dates, but it was a constant. It's a constant chase of okay, we gonna get this right soon. I'm gonna get you soon. I'm gonna get you soon. We gonna make this happen soon. After eight months, boom, we kicked it, and the vibes was legit, real. Like the vibes was there, and everything just fell in place, and we mutually separated. This is when I was in the service or whatever. But the chase is definitely, the chase is real. I don't. I don't. I mean, like I said, the chase thing is cool, but if it's right, it's right. Mm-hmm. You just can't deny it. You, you can't deny what God ordained for a man to love a woman and vice versa. You can't You can't stop that. If it's right, it's right. What else has to be right to, for a relationship to be a healthy, considered a healthy relationship? What else has to be right? You have to be right, right in your mind. Be there. You gotta, I say, you, you gotta, no, you gotta be. You gotta be right with yourself. With yourself, mentally, you have to be mentally there. You, like a lot of people, they get in these broken relationships because they're not, they're not right with themselves first. Mm-hmm. If you're not right with yourself, how can you be right with another body next to you? Mm-hmm. 
excuse me, constantly telling you this, telling you their complaints, telling you their feelings and emotions when you're carrying your own. You can't, you can't give yourself to that person fully because you don't know what you're giving because you don't even know what you got to give. Well, just to play like little devil's advocate. We all come into relationship with stuff, with baggage. We all have it. Like yeah, everybody got something. Like everybody has something. Mm -hmm. um, do you feel like it's your responsibility to help your partner unpack that baggage? What type of baggage we talking about? I don't, Anything. I don't think, like I said, everything, like you said, everybody comes with baggage. I don't think it's the person's responsibility to unpack, mm -hmm. but I can, I can help you carry it. You agree? I can help you carry it. Depending on what the baggage is, I'm not gonna lie, cause some, some, th some luggage is a little heavier than others. I, if it's a carry on or two, yeah. But if you got a hundred pound luggage and you got all this trailing behind you, and but it comes to a point to where if we're together and your baggage keeps coming up and it's affecting us as a couple, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. at that point, I'm gonna have to turn you away like it's only so much that you can put on somebody else in a relationship i ask that because i used to see that meme going around or whatever that quote going around find somebody who is there to help you unpack but i feel like that's not your partner's responsibility i feel like it's your responsibility to be whole so whatever that means to but you who is whole true i mean true yeah, some of us, I mean, some You're of us. You're all striving to be that. Yeah, but I'm saying some of us are closer than others. So it's yeah. your responsibility to work to get there. I should right. say it like that. So whatever that means to you, whether it's going to counseling, whether it's, I don't know, whether it's just basically facing whatever you're going through. I feel that's one of those conversations that nobody want to have that you should have before y'all get to that point exactly like, right, that's good. a lot of people you know like i always talk about I, i'm going to speak about those conversations that's uncomfortable mm -hmm. that's that falls in that category to where this is what we need to we don't gotta solve it now but we need to address it now but sometimes you don't that baggage doesn't come up to like later like you'll realize that something triggers you because of a past relationship and so you realize geez like i still have this baggage but that's why it's important number one to be friends and then after the friendship you have to have you have to have um what's wrong i want to say it um healthy communication skills mm -hmm. like for instance you horrible. might yell, you might hell yell i might not be i might not yell mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying um so it's not going to work. I don't like nobody yelling at me. So we have to have a conversation. Number one, listen, I'm not your enemy. We're on the same team. You're my friend. Yeah. So what is really going on? Well, this is what's going on. This happened in my last relationship. Okay, first of all, I'm not him. You know what I'm saying? Some men just come to to exist, to help. You know, I'm I'm coming to be a liability. Not a, I mean, I asked it, not a liability. Mm -hmm. I just have to really... It depends on the person. Yeah. And I like how you said that you need to be friends. First. You have to be. And learn each other before you get into a relationship. And I think a lot of us like get so blinded by love. Like, I love this person. No, you're blinded by the physical. Right. And yeah. that's what we're actually, yeah. Like, yeah. We're you're blinded, blinded by, by the physical. physical. But we, we label it love. Mm-hmm. But mm -hmm. it's more of like... Lust. 
and I like how this person <laughs> makes me makes feel. Makes me feel. This person made me have an orgasm. This person does this in the bedroom. All this kind of stuff. Speaking of orgasms in the bedroom, mm-hmm. can a relationship survive without complete sexual fulfillment? No, it can't. No. I don't think so. So how is that? how do you bring up those conversations? Like we talking right now? What do you like? Is, is that easy? Like? Is yes. that easy? Yes. If if you have that, if you have a connection, of course. What turns you on? What you don't like, babe? But I don't like when you do this. Okay, cool. You don't want to do it when you in the in the act. And she be like, oh no, I didn't like that. You know what I'm saying? Let's have a conversation beforehand. Me personally, men and egos is not that easy for women. It might be that easy for men, but it's not that easy for us to tell men that it ain't that ain't it, honey. I'm one of those talkers in the bedroom. Where we having a conversation while we're <coughs> in this session. And, and I, I don't, there are times where I'd be like, what you want to do? Do what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Sometimes you just got to wing it. But you're not really winging it because if you tell a woman to do what you want to do, you know what I mean? She's going to she's gonna slowly but unconsciously tell you what she likes and doesn't like. If y'all doing one thing and then you say do what you want to do and then boom. Y'all do a complete 360 doing something out the blue. Mm-hmm. That's what I mean. That's and, what she and, like. and those are mental notes that you got to take it to the next session. You right. just keep building on it. And and one thing that men have to do, and we, I ain't going to front, we are bad at it. Pay attention. We don't. <laughs> we don't pay attention. You know what I'm saying? Don't pay attention. She might say, she might say it three times, ooh, I love that. Ooh, that, that's my favorite color, pink. I love pink. So, bing, bing, bing. She likes things that's pink. Pink flowers, pink shoes, pink this. Pay attention. Yeah. I mean, even in the bedroom, pay attention. So, yes, pay attention in the bedroom. I felt, I see what you're doing <laughs> over there. That's why I'm about to start going in so many different directions, Go remixing ahead. the questions I'll, and all of that. It's the remix. All right. So, <laughs> marriage. Is marriage dead? Is baby mamas, baby daddies, that's all we got to look forward to? To For who? For anybody. Like, I, I don't believe so. so marriage is not dead by far. So you want to get married? Yeah. That's the goal. I mean, you have some people you have a physical connection to, then you have people that you have spiritual and emotions connection to. Mm-hmm. If you have that emotional connection and y'all start doing all this and y'all working and building towards one common goal, to me, the common goal is to build to a marriage and a family. Y'all might have kids from other relationships, whatever, but the ultimate goal in a relationship, if you're not in it for marriage, like to build to the bigger picture, what are you really doing it for? Well, everybody doesn't want to be married. That's one thing. That's I don't feel you should. Thing. I think I feel like you should stay single. No, some people don't want to be married. <coughs> they just want to be with a partner, and they don't want to be married. So mm-hmm. that's just some different people, situations. Some some people don't. For me, um, I was married. I was married for seven years, and you know I had a, a horrible divorce. And I was like, well, I'll never, you know, I'm going to be a playboy for the rest of my life. A playboy? Yeah, I was a playboy. Not a playboy. A playboy. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, I'm never going to find anybody. But as I got older and realized that, you know, I have more to offer, I said, Lord, I said, I really need somebody. I need somebody that's compatible to me. Somebody that's going to love me. Um, Because you have to understand, relationships is the currency of heaven. You know, Jesus, everything he did was based on relationships. Mm -hmm. So I want a relationship. I want somebody. I want that spiritual, that physical, everything in one. You know, so. But 
we're taught to be ladies. Like, the vixens, they get all the attention. The video girls, the Instagram girls, they get the money, the good life. And they single. Where are the men who want wives? They around. You know where we they at? They around liking, we, um, nope, they around liking Miss Twerksome. We, we in the friend zones, chilling, minding <laughs> our business. The friend zone. That's where we at, chilling. That's funny. Whatever. I'm just saying. You can't be in the friend zone. Like, if you allow yourself to be in the friend zone. People allow I mean, themselves to be in the friend zone. Like, you ain't got to tell me no but one time, and then I'm moving on. That's how I feel. Like, but I feel like if you're really into somebody, I mean, you're going to work. You're going to keep attempting to get that person's attention. After a while, you do got to be real with yourself. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, what people fail to realize is your type might not be what you really need. Your type is what you want. Right. This is what you think you want, but this isn't what you need. And that's why I say a lot of the guys are in the friend zone because you have a type. You might like guys six foot up, bodybuilders right. in the gym doing this and this. But that person can't, that person doesn't help you mentally or emotionally. That person doesn't move you. Physically, yeah, he's eye candy. That's something good for you to see. But what is he doing for your mental? Yeah. But you don't think like, a person should have the complete package. Like, I want what I want, so... You, you can't want what you want. You have to be able to be... Um, you, have to, you have to be able to be... Not well, selfish. You have to compromise. Well... You have to. It's, okay, so... What are my non-negotiables? You got non-negotiables? Jesus. Something that so, something something that you're not gonna, that you're not gonna go for, right? Like I feel like everybody. So you have non-negotiables. Like you, okay, probably a woman with a job. Like you will not date a woman without a job. Absolutely not. Exactly. That's your non-negotiable. Like we all have. Okay. Right. Okay. I get, so that's I, your non-negotiable. I, I get what you're going with. Yeah, go man has to have a job. Okay. And not just. What if you hustle? No, I dated a boy. Had a baby by a different boy. Never gonna happen again. No, but so yeah, that's one of my non-negotiables. Another one is well, it used to be. This one kind of is changing. It's fluid. My kids are older, right? Mm -hmm. I have a 18 year old and a 13 year old. I really did not want to date someone with young kids. Why? Why is that? Because my kids are older. And? And I really could. I could live my life. Like, I don't have to be tied down to kids. Hmm. So, that's mine. It doesn't have to be yours. (laughs) I mean, that's that's yours. No, no, that's that's yours. Okay, I feel you. That's yours. So, like, I really wanted somebody with no kids. So you want somebody with no kids, but you have kids. <laughs> let's let's let's. Yo, how? I... <laughs> but the person, like, I was thinking, like, okay, I have two kids. My kids are eighteen, thirty. Like, they're about thirty. So that's enough for y'all. Family. She said she. Exactly. Or, or, <laughs> yeah. She said she wants somebody with no kids, but she got kids. But like, say if the person wow. didn't want kids, right? So that could be like, what if he didn't want kids? So I was like, maybe I could find a man who don't want kids and don't have kids. Listen, when when you love somebody... Certain thing that you say you wouldn't do, you'll do. Oh, for sure. That's why I said that's yeah. become fluid. That's, that's some, something no. that's been like changing a little bit. But yeah, it's funny because you put all these, you put all these demands. God, I want this, da da da, and he probably be like, okay, yeah, and laughing at you. Three, hit you with that three sixty. Right. right. 
Okay, moving on to another yeah, question. Yeah, move on. Oh, y'all didn't like me. She's, but I'm just tripping. She said <laughs> she, she has kids, but she wanted about it with no kids. Yes, that's what I wanted. And I don't stuff. think... I don't think that was like so far off, but no, I mean God bless it, it you. It was up there. It was up there. That was funny. To me. <laughs> Speaking of children, how much influence should they have on your relationships? Like I know some kids, like what they run a house, what they say goes. They like, shouldn't have no influence. Slim you're, you're, to none. Yeah. Slim to none. But like, it's, what if you got somebody with older kids like me? Like they're gonna have an opinion. And because you? you're closer to those kids than you are that man because of the way things happen. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, if y'all got married first and then had kids, that wouldn't even be a, probably a conversation. The thing about the, a child having an opinion is I'll, I'll listen to my daughter's opinion, mm -hmm. but my daughter also understands that me and her interactions aren't the same with me and another adult's interactions. So, yeah. so people be like, I can't bring anybody around my kids if my kids don't like them. It's not your kid's decision to like somebody or not like somebody. Kids naturally, if the, kid, if the, if the child's father or other parent is in the picture at any point, they might be a little hesitant or however they were raised to see their custodial parent with another adult. But at the end of the day, it's not that child's responsibility or to place. like or or a place to like or not like somebody i could okay if somebody's disrespecting the child yeah you gotta write like I mean, that's when you gotta acknowledge your child saying that this person treats me this way but if this person's not doing anything negative to this child mm. i don't think that has any juice at all sorry i hear you baby but this is dad shorty right now <laughs> that's just how, that's just as realistic of it curse you agree um, I do. I do agree. Um, like you said before, if the if the particular person is not in a harmony child or whatnot, you know, I don't what he said. I agree. Hmm. What if you got married to somebody, yeah, had kids, and this person was well off, well off, and then they fell off. What you mean well off? Like uh, financially? financially, yeah, okay. and they fell off. Would that change anything? No. We're married, ain't we? We married. We won. We passed that point. <laughs> yeah. The vow the, the said for richer or poor. So we in this thing together. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. You can't, you can't See, quit your wife because she quit broke. Your wife, <laughs> right, you, you can't just quit broke. your wife because she moved her right. job. Yeah. Why you can't? Wow. <laughs> yeah. she, the, I see what type of time you are. No, but I'm saying <laughs> yeah. like if... So you mean, I'll say, say, for instance, I had a job making six figures, right? Okay. If I had a job, if I had a job making six figures, God forbid, I lose my job. Are you gonna be like, oh, he lost his job? I'm done with him. Um. You had to think about that. Wait. So. <laughs> you had to think about that. Yeah, I had to think about it a little bit because. What are we gonna do to? Because we, I'm a, I'm accustomed to a certain lifestyle, right? Okay. But you, but you wasn't born in that lifestyle. Yeah, but I've, been, I've grown accustomed to it. So we need to figure out like how these bills gonna get paid. Okay. Or... My thing is this: if he had a man that loses his job and he's not, he's, say for he's working at McDonald's, he doesn't make the money he did before, but he has the drive to make sure that his family is eating. Yeah, if he can get us back to where we were. What if he never do that? 
Wow. <laughs> That's not love. Because <laughs> love is unconditional. Yo. Love is unconditional. <laughs> no, no, I understand. Like, seriously, I'm all jokes aside. You were something else. You know that? <laughs> That's funny to me. All right. All jokes aside, I understand that things happen in life. That people lose their job. There's going right. to be hardships that are out of the man's control. Right. Life. Life happens. Life happens. However, we need to have a plan B. So, I guess it's all about like having those conversations in the beginning to have contingency plans in case things like that happen. I'm not going to leave no man because they... I'm just joking. I that think was just you joke. might. <laughs> no, it okay. So say if he lost a job and he just allowed that to get him down, and you know, like become depressed and sad. Yeah, if he stayed down, then we will have to, you know. But you his help me. That means you have to help him. Yeah, I I can help him, but I can only do so much. But so if I did all that I was supposed to do, and really it's not my job to make him happy. But my thing is this: though, you can't put a time limit. On that. Mm, I think I can. How? <laughs> How can you put a time limit on that? I can't. Like, okay, so for 10 years, he's just down and sad and doing bad, and I'm just supposed to roll with that? You remember that movie, Acrimony? I was just about to Karen? say, uh, we think alike. Yeah, she that was, was deep. Yeah. She stayed down with him for she, a long time. She then did. she left him. And he got on. He got on. And, yeah. he, and he paid her back everything plus, plus some. Yeah. So she, like, okay, so if that was me, I would have just took my money and moved on. Like, yeah, most people would. Yeah, but I don't didn't understand why she was so. Because she felt as though she invested in him. No, no, no. I get that. But you got your investment back. So for more, her to be bitter, yeah, for her to be bitter, that was just, but I get it. She invested so much. Like, she couldn't have kids because of him. Like, she couldn't live the life that she wanted to live. No, she couldn't have kids because of herself. Oh, yeah, how she went on that little. She drove the truck yeah. into the trailer. Yeah, the trailer. yeah but it was because She blamed him, but it was, she didn't have to do what she did. But for, go ahead. She oh, did. Lord. But I'm saying, like. I'm only going to stay down for so long. So long. Okay. I, if I'm just going to be honest. If y'all exhort all resources to help him get back on his feet and he's just not trying, then I understand you right. saying, okay, I can't do this. I can't help you if you don't want to help yourself. I get that. But if the man loses his nice job or whatever and you ready to bounce on him after 60 days, after two months. Because mm-hmm. first off, if you make 60 it, days, two months, no. If, if, you, if you make it six figures, you all right. better have something in the bank. Yeah, for sure. I agree. You all better have something in the savings. But like you said, no plan. If, if you all didn't have a plan B, that's failure on both y'all part. Speaking about money, should finances be combined, managed separately, or a little bit of both? I say... Married people. <coughs> Let's people. say married people. I think both. Um, I take my mom and dad, for example. My mom and dad been married for 43 years. Mm-hmm. My father, you know, military, retired, all night. To this day, my father would tell you, he doesn't see his pay stuff. My mother, she's, you know, branch manager, so that's what she does money. So what my dad does is my mom gives him allowance. And he doesn't want to use his car or nothing like that. Once he finishes with the cash, he's done. Because he knows that my mother's going to do what she needs to do with the money. Now, he has his own account. You know, my mom has his own account, but they also have an account that they put a certain amount of money in that take care of the household. Mm-hmm. You know, 
So if that works for them, it works for them. I think that's how it should be. Yeah. I think all couples should be like that. Like I said, me and my ex-wife, we had an account where money is in this account for the house. Right. You got your account, I got my account. But if y'all just join in one bank account between both of y'all, that's, that's, that's a no-go for me. I mean, some people, it might work for them. You know, I, I'm not, listen, I'm easy. You let me buy a suit. There's a couple of some shoes. I'm cool. <laughs> like, I'm serious. I'm serious. Heart attack. Really, I'm not really tripping like that. Would you be intimidated by a woman who made more than you? I was married to a woman like that. Not intimidated by far. What about you? Because I know what I brought to the table. Ooh, period. Period. <laughs> I wouldn't be intimidated. No? You, you know what's crazy? A lot of women think men are intimidated by that. I'm not. No. You just, mm. that's like, all right, my good friend, JL, the guy who owns the companies over in Africa, he just started making six figures. The woman he's been married to, she's been up there. Like, she's the top engineer for some company out in Wyoming. But she took a job straight from Penn State. She's been there for like eight years now. And she's been making this type of money since, like, before. And he wasn't always where he was now. But he stayed and she stayed. I mean, I don't, I don't think... Money is a tricky situation because money changes people's behaviors. Right. If you start making this money and you start acting different, then I'm going to be like, all right, you know what? It's really not worth it. You're controlled it. by the money. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're controlled by the money. But mo money doesn't impress me or not. You can make six figures. Okay, congratulations. Don't nothing. You can be have six figures and be dumb as a doorknob. <laughs> exactly. You know, that's like you see a, a beautiful woman, like, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. And as soon as she opens her mouth, it's like, uh... You know what I mean? And then plus, you gotta understand when you when you are married, there's no more I or me as we and us. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's yeah. just what it is. I was talking about in like dating context. Um, like just a relationship, somebody can make it more than me? Yeah. I don't care. Her job is her job, my field is my right. field. Right. And then you have to respect each other because just because you make more money than me doesn't mean that my job is absolute, like it's nothing. Mm -hmm. You know, it don't mean nothing. So you're not turned off by the professional black woman who's too independent? Mm, crickets. No, what no, I want what I want to say is, I have the saying where I say find a woman that you don't need that don't doesn't need to be taken care of and then take care of her. I heard that. She could she has her money. Okay, she could take she could buy herself whatever she wants. She could, she could do it, but at the end of the day. I got something to offer you that money can buy. Absolutely. Hmm. Absolutely. What's that? Don't worry about it. Mm. I think for me. I, me. You can't right. buy me. Right. You can't buy my vibes. You can't buy the conversation, the substance that I bring to you. You can't buy stuff like that. Okay. Some stuff really is priceless. What were you about to say, Chris? No, that's good what you said, though. <clears throat> for me, and I said this a while ago, um... This is how, this is Christopher. Um, I don't think, a woman doesn't need a man. She may want a man, but she doesn't need a man. Mm -hmm. I look I, at, oh, I need a man. You know, I look at, <laughs> I look well, at. some things that, yeah. Yeah, yeah but yeah. this just, I mean, I, I look at it from biblical mandate. You know, <clears throat> when, when God made Adam, you know, he gave her Eve. Mm -hmm. But he gave Eve to balance him out. So a man, real man, Needs a real woman because a real woman brings balance in his life. Mm -hmm. So, 
whether she's independent or not, as long as she's respecting that man, that man's respecting her, it will work. That's 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 the thing. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Respect it's respect. Thing. That's that across the board. I don't care. Okay. I, I could I could dig that. I could get with that. So speaking of respect, and the longer respect comes communication. Back along the lines of money. What's the maximum if you're in a relationship with a person? No, Mary, because it's a marriage question. If you're in a relationship in a per- with a person that they could spend before you should tell your other person. <laughs> I'm thinking about that uh, Martin episode. <laughs> Remember, you ever seen the episode Martin? He wanted to buy them Jordans. And she wasn't hearing it. She wasn't hearing it. <laughs> so Didn't Gina end up buying them for him? She bought a bread maker. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The TV. The Hachi Tachi, the big TV. Yeah. That's what he wanted. Oh, I didn't see that. Well, probably I did, but it's probably... I you said, what's the, what's the amount? What's the max amount? Like... Depends on the kind of money y'all making. Yeah, Depends on the money you make. Yeah, gotta go with that. Because mm-hmm. I bought a motorcycle and my chick was tripping. <laughs> was it your money? It was my money, but she was just like... And you, and you didn't say anything to her? You didn't look like, baby, I'm about to buy a motorcycycle? It was one of those purchases where... Impulse things? Yeah, like, I, I, I needed a motorcycle. I think, I think large purchases should be talked about. I feel like that had should have been talked about. I think large person purchases. like I didn't tell her because it came out of my account. Not the house account. It came directly from my funds. Like, this is when I was in the military. That's so, so, it, it it is, so the money didn't take away from the household. So. No, she, no, she was just like, just like you should tell me before you go spend eight thousand dollars on the motorcycle. Exactly, that's not a small purchase. Why Bishop. do if we're not struggling at all? If we're set, if our household is in good standing, eight thousand dollars though. That's a lot of money. <laughs> right. But, but it's for, like, I don't say nothing when you want to buy these bags and I'm deployed and you taking this deployment money going <laughs> shopping with your friends. And that deployment money be good too. Word, like I'm not mm-hmm. saying nothing about that. I see the transactions you out at Forever 21 in Los Angeles. I see the transactions, but you get mad because I came home and bought an $8,000 bonus. Like, Forever 21, but Forever 21 that's a lot. Listen. Uh, hey, he said he's seen the transaction for, uh, for Forever 21. You gonna spend you, $40, no, $40 gonna, or under on anything. No, I'm gonna tell you, the Forever 21 store in Los Angeles is in this plaza of all the other stores. Gucci, well, LA, everything Prada. in LA is So high. when she's shopping at one store, she's shopping, she's shopping at all the stores. And I'm looking, and I see the transactions, and we Skype, and I'm like, yo, you, what, what, what do you need this for? But when I come home, I spent a portion of what you done spent for the last year. But that all goes back to, like I said, communication. <laughs> Having that communication and understanding, okay, babe, listen, when you make large purchases, you know, let's talk about it. Da, 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like, if I went and bought a $300 suit, you know, I'd be like, okay, babe, can I get this suit? You know? And if she want to get some Christian Louboutins, I can't. Okay, babe. I think ten thousand should be a max. No, mm-hmm. 10, I think a thousand. That's down payment for a crib. I think a thousand. But like we bought, I'm about to go spend this. That's the conversation you have for that. A thousand? You can spend a thousand dollars at the meat market. No, at the meat market? I don't eat meat, but mm. well, I mean, a chicken this month because it's my birthday month. Okay. You eat chicken this month. Like I said, the communication piece. Yeah. All right. I think this is gonna be our last relationship question. We are gonna move on some current events and then we outie. All right, there's such thing as 50-50 in relationships. I mm-hmm. hear that all the time. No. 
I gotta nah. do my hair and you guys do your hair. Nah. I don't think it's ever mm-hmm. 50 50. No, never Even 50 if y'all talk about it, it's it never 50 50. Never 50. Ever. I don't believe in 50 50. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me rephrase that. I will say it's 50 50 when we're meeting at the table emotionally, spiritually, and all that. We gotta bring ourselves to that table. Financially or whatever else. It's not, or financially or physically, I don't think it's ever 50-50, ever. But emotionally, y'all got to meet each other there. Y'all, y'all got to have that medium. I feel like 50-50 is what happens when you get a divorce. When they split everything in half, like, we should be bringing... That don't 100- even be 50-50. I don't even know. <laughs> I ain't never been divorced. But I think we should be bringing everything that we have to the table. We should, should be, be 100%. 100%. 100%. Like, I remember I was talking to somebody, and they were, like, basically putting, like, percentages on, well, she has this, and she has this, and I'm okay with her not having that. And I'm like, to me, that feel like that's settling. I guess it just depends on, like, your non-negotiables. But I really want for us to be given 100%. I know it's going to be days where we're not going to be feeling each other. And even during those days, I want to know that when we're not there, that I'm going to still be who you want to be with, regardless. Right, right, right. I feel like a lot of times where, you know, we having an off day, then that just opens, you know, the That's door. That's when the friendship kicks in. Yep, absolutely. That's when it should. That's when it kick in. If you're having an off day. Matter of fact, you can't, you can't afford to have an off day sometimes. Say more. I think, for, for I'm looking for a man's perspective. Matter of fact, that's my wife. It may be days she can't even put 100% in. She only could do 40. Mm-hmm. Then I need to kick in high gear and meet her. Where meet she at. Where she at. Okay. You know what I'm saying? It may be days I'm like, man, the world, the weight of the world against me. I'm a man, da da da. And she, I could put my head in her lap and she's baby, I got you. You know what I'm saying? And build me up. I agree. So it's, it's, it's like I said, it's a partnership. It's give and take. Yeah. If, I, if I'm walking with you, I'm walking with you from A to Z. All right, we're going to move to the current events. If you're just tuning in, we have Chris Sumner of the Gentleman Cold Chronicle. He rocking with us, talking about some relationship issues. And we're just going to move on to some current events. You're listening to 100.9 Extreme Independent Radio, WXIR. All right, so Russia City School District, again, they're just doing any and everything. But now they're talking about removing school resource officers from schools. Mm-hmm. So, what are your thoughts about school resource officers? Are they necessary? Well, I don't know exactly how they're doing their jobs these days, but when I was in school, they were they were actually there to help students. I mean, okay. people see a police officer and be like, Ugh. but this was a police officer you actually felt comfortable around to tell him when something was bothering you or somebody's bothering you and everything. And... Let's be real. The Rochester City School District Security, mm-hmm. Public Safety, whatever they call themselves. The SSOs. They're just there. You have many of them that are there, but you have many of them that have been there for a long time and they have built good relationships with students. But you have some that like move around a lot, so you know they really aren't connected to the building. But there are a lot of good SSOs, and I just know that from the schools that... I work in, but a lot of them, they just chill, you know, they don't, they don't police the hallways or anything, but so 
it was an article that came out back in November that's saying they weren't necessary, like, schools aren't safer because they're there. Like, there's little evidence that they make schools safer. Um, I don't know if they're cutting them because of the budgets. I'm guessing it's because of the budget. I hope it's because of the budget. It's the budget. But they um, basically are holding, if they haven't held it already, a forum to get public input about it. So, I don't know. Like you said, I feel like they... You know why I feel like it's necessary to have them? Because mm-hmm. God forbid something serious happens in the school. And they're right there. That police officer has a radio that nobody else in that school has. Mm-hmm. Like, he is the direct contact to the rest of the city's police departments. Okay. Well, if something goes down in the school, now somebody in the school has to get on a phone and make a phone call. By the time that information is dispatched, that resource officer has already called in for what he really needs. Like, they have a more direct line than... Uh, SSO call. picking up a 911 call that's going to the general uh, reception center on West Main Street. There's just two different levels of communication, and I just feel that you need a direct line in, in high schools these days. Well, I'm, I'm speaking from experience because I am a dean of students at Virtus Charter School, um, and I've also been working with juveniles for like the last 17 years. I worked in um, uh, security detention, um, all that. Um, you, you you absolutely need them in the school because I know for me, I deal with behaviors all day, whether um, fights, gang fights, whatever. I'm I'm the man. Mm-hmm. I'm right there. So if you take them away from the schools, it's going to be chaos because now the kids are thinking, oh, it's nobody here. I can do this. I can do this. You know, mm-hmm. um, you can't you can't afford to do that. I don't care where the money comes from. You have to find some money for that because you have a lot of teachers. I know for a fact. There's a lot of teachers that are scared of the children. Yeah, they don't feel safe. They'll tell you. And I can tell you how many times I had to restrain a kid this year. Mm-hmm. Zero. Why? Because of the relationships that I build with these kids. I don't have to say anything. I could walk in a room and it's peace. So you need those, those particular people in the school for those relationships and also to be the, the, the person that diffuse a lot of these different things. So they can't afford to do that. Well, we'll see how that goes. Moving on to another story. So, there's a heroin task force that's in Monroe County. Who task force? They've been cooking. Heroin. What is that? Heroin task force. Oh, heroin, like the, the drugs. Am I saying it wrong? That heroin. Boy. Heroin. Heroin. <laughs> heroin. I thought it was heroin. Yeah, yeah. heroin. <laughs> All right. Well, anyways, that's they've the... had this task force for two years, and I guess they've been, you know, they're doing catching a, them. Yeah, they've been bringing numbers in. So, some highlights. 147 drug-related arrests have been made. 76 guns are off the street. Nearly wow. $800,000 have been seized. $800,000? $800,000. Okay, what they take that money and pay for these? Okay. Yeah, they could give it to the Rochester City School District, yeah. but it's not sitting evidence somewhere. Yeah, it's already in pocket. That's another story for another day. <laughs> And 114 search warrants have been executed. So, I mean, they're doing a lot of stuff. Also, they got nine convictions on charges like criminally negligent homicide, manslaughter, and criminal injection of a narcotic drug. Oh, people just... That's, yeah, that's what they're charging. That's wow. what they're, like, I never tar- heard that charge, criminal no. injection of a narcotic drug. No, they're... Criminal inje- injection? Yeah, mm-hmm. what it is is if I sell you this drug and somebody shoots it up and die... Mm-hmm. 
You, I'm responsible. You, you just killed them. Hmm. Wow. And that's what I think that that's. That should be That's kind of dope. That, that's what it is. Now. That's kind of dope. If, if I sell you this drug, you shoot it up and you die, and they find out I sold it. So to your you. charge is more than just selling drugs. You don't kill somebody. Yeah. Else. Wow. So they also, you know, responded to one thousand, well, almost two thousand overdoses. Of that number, two hundred ninety-four were fatal. God, hair coming back with vengeance, eh? I didn't. Even you know, we have a heroin facility in Rochester, right? No, isn't that a place where people can go and get high? Yeah. Go get high? They or got, get the help? They got, uh, they got nurses Narcan. and doctors on standby. On standby. Because heroin, they said they created it because we, 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 <clears throat> all these people that was on heroin, they'll get in the ambulance, they'll go to the hospital. Hospitals can't treat them. Yeah, you can't just take somebody on heroin cold turkey. Nah. So. Oh, so they, yeah, they so, they would take them there, and it sounds so messed up, but they'll 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 slowly let you just get, get high, get high bearing off of it. Mm-hmm. So you come there with this, they'll they'll inject that into you, and they just they don't inject you, but they monitor you. So they don't get, they, and then plus they make sure that the heroin is not the, that kind of that real, yeah, yeah, with all the yeah. stuff, yeah. And That's crazy. If I want to get high, I got somebody to get high at. Yes. That's crazy. It's better than finding all these bodies on yeah, the streets. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, they did. Um, the number of fatal overdoses did decrease. Um, so it drops from 166 in 2018 to 127 last year. Wow. So they only had the current data for January for this year. And they've had only, well, only 67 reported overdose with six fatalities. But I guess last weekend, like last weekend, I guess it was a lot of overdose and a lot of fatalities. I'm not sure what's happening, but they suspect like it's some dirty dope. So they basically saying <laughs> some dirty that's dope. what they call it. Dirty, dirty, dirty dope. dope in the community and it's killing dirty people. Dope. And they promise to persecute you to the fullest extent they want of some, the law. That's oh, what they want clean dope, not no dirty dope. Right. Wow. The kind of killing people. Can what you is, imagine? Vegan dope. What is- <laughs> Can you imagine going to the dope, dope dealer? Hey, man, listen. I don't want no dirty dope. I want some clean dope. This is crooked. That's hilarious. This is crooked. Dirty dope. Dirty dope. Yeah, that's uh, them putting all that fat and all the stuff in it. Yeah. That fatty. So, okay. <laughs> to wrap up. Dirty dope. I'm going to talk about some events that's happening in our town. Mm-hmm. So, this one is my favorite. I found this. I probably might attend. I don't know what I have going up, but it's the Rochester Wine and Chocolate Festival. It's Saturday, March 21st, and it's from 1 to 8 at the Double Tree, the Double Tree by Hilton Hotel of Rochester. Jefferson Road. You gotta get tickets online at Eventbrite, but you get to sample all these wines. You know, I love wine. They got cheese, they got chocolate, all of my favorite things. No, they've had this before. Who's putting it on? So, I don't know. I don't know. No, they got no dirty dough. <laughs> but you get a free wine glass, and I guess they'll have vendors there, so check that out. Okay. Also, I love the 80s. I believe that's a J Real event. Yeah, J Real. Light. MC Light yeah. will be there. That's dope. That's going to be dope. Saturday, April 11th, 5 to 10. It's at Anthology. I've never been there. Anthology is dope. That's a nice spot. It's nice. Right huh. down on um, East Ave. 
336 East Avenue. Tickets can be found at Exquisite, 171 Monroe Avenue. And it's going to be an 80s dress code. So make sure y'all check that out. The last event we got for you is the fourth annual Lovers and Friends. All white day party, Sunday, April 26th. It's going to be out at the beach, 180 Beach Avenue. We're going to have free hors d'oeuvres, live entertainment. That's definitely dirty dope. That's dirty dope at the beach. Dirty dope at the beach. So the all-white party goes down. Like, I saw, I wasn't in Congress last one, but it was huge. It was huge. It's huge every year. like, close to 500 people. Yeah, it was dope. So. For me. And that's. I was there about 30 minutes. I left. <laughs> What's the name of the people? What? Bambino, Extreme. Mm-hmm. I think it's one more person in on it. Corey. I don't know if he like Corey is, Yeah, Corey Tanksley. Who we have? Yeah, he Shout has, out to Corey. Yeah, Corey. Yeah. I don't think that's a Corey. I think he's part of it though. But yeah, so make sure y'all check that out. Get y'all tickets. I didn't see where you purchased tickets from. Or maybe I just didn't write it down. But check out Yolanda Smiles page. She is definitely advertising a lot. Anything y'all want to say to me before we close out? Because, yeah. I want to shout out my boy Joe Biden for having a crazy decision Tuesday. I mean, do y'all run into politics like me? I'm not following it. Nope. I followed a little bit of it. Well, my boy Biden, he won all the Southern states. Yeah, he did. Like, he swept everything. So you think he's going to be our Democratic? He's... It, Bernie Sanders can't beat Trump. Nah. Yeah. I don't know though, but and I don't like Trump, but he got tricks up his sleeve, bro. Biden has. Biden, your boy, he. Listen, give me. He got. I'm gonna tell you why. Why? If Biden runs against Trump, he's winning. I'm gonna tell you why real quick. He's our. You know, most people they run and then they announce their VP candidate Mm -hmm. later. He already said uh, Michelle Obama said she's down with him. She's down with him. Yeah. You, yo, the Bidens yeah. and Obamas is yeah. close. They're real close. Like, those, like, they're real-life friends. Okay. Like, Pence and Trump, I don't okay. think they're really friends. Oh. But if Biden wins the Democratic election and runs with Michelle, yeah, he, she, she can forget it. he's winning the presidency. Yeah, he's going to win. All right. So, I guess we'll talk more about this next week because I need to be schooled on this. Chris. You. Thanks for coming through. Thank you for inviting me. Listen. Shout out, I got Grand Tone on my live. Shout out to the fellas, Grand Tone and uh, AG, Flip the, Flip, I was about to say Flip the Motivator, AG the Motivator, Flip, um, Tammy, the whole crew. Um, shout out to my baby, Brandy. <laughs> hey. Hey, hey. Now that we found love, what are we going to do <laughs> with it? All right, we'll see y'all next week. Same time, same place. 585 Report, 100.9 WXIR. Peace. Peace. All right, you are now tuned into the 585 Report with Atiana Bishop. Catch us each and every Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. On 100.9 WXIR, where we elevate the conversation on the Rochester community through go-getters from around the town. What up, what up, what up? What's going on? How you doing? I'm glad to be back. I'm doing well. How are you? Very well, very well. So, today we got a bit of a change. Bishop is out living his best life. I'm not (laughs) sure what he's doing. He told me he was going somewhere. 
don't know. He said he had a vacation scheduled and somebody backed out. Well, whatever it may be, he's not here today. I'm to say, whatever it is, we wish him safe travels. Yeah. You know what I mean? Stay black and come back. That's all <laughs> You know what I mean? But who we do have in the building is Mr. Shay Hagens. How you doing? Hello, I'm doing, doing good. So, um, when I reached out to you, I asked you, what did you want to talk about? And so, basically, today, you leading this conversation because... <laughs> Yeah, all right, so yeah, so we're gonna jump right into it. So when she reached out to me and she asked me, you know, what I wanted to talk about, um, just a little background. Over the last couple weeks, about like the last five weeks, I'm actually wrapping up um, tomorrow. I've been taking a gender theory course, and it has brought a lot of questions, has brought a lot of attention to um, some things I want to address, and I want to say it from. Uh, a term that we have to use, which is a postmodernized heterosexual, you know what I mean, uh, perspective. Um, I want to have a lot of, I want to say these things and understand that I am saying them from the perspective of me. I, I can't talk for everybody, but I do have a sense of understanding. And there are some things that it's like we have to go back in history and kind of revisit in order, in order to make a lot of sense of what I'm about to say. So the, the study, the class was queer theory. And this um, queer theory kind of broken was broken up into segments, and it talked about a lot of things individually, but it made sense of everything that I ever thought about, everything that I ever questioned, everything that I ever um, things that I've challenged, things that didn't sit well with me, things that it's like you know you probably see it and you like. Oh, here we go. So I have a question: Is queer not offensive anymore? Is that like? So, in, I would say it still depends. However, I'm hearing that queer isn't offensive depending on how you use it. Okay. It's just like calling somebody black. You know what I mean? It, it, you know, right. I, I've never been offended with somebody calling me black unless they find a way. Like blacky. Yeah, like, yeah. Okay. <laughs> you know I, I get mean? what you're saying. You know, and then and then using it in you know in derogatory ways. So one of the things that they broken down, and I have to say this because this is going to help me get into the conversation. Okay. The first thing that um that we were um sent to read was about the women's rights movement. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that they um, touched on was how in the women's rights movement, initially the fight was for equality women or for equality for women, but it, was, it didn't include all women. So naturally what the women rights were trying to do was saying that, oh, you know, we can do it too. You remember the poster with the fist up? And, yeah, you know, with the bandana. Yeah, uh, right. Like summer muscle. But it was for feminine women. Okay. And it was saying that feminine women can do it too, but it excluded masculine women. It excluded feminine men. And it's like, if you're trying to fight for equality, then why are you picking and choosing when to be equal? Okay. Right? Then we have um, gay rights. Mm -hmm. And then what they realize is that and when they, um, in, the gay, in the gay rights movement, there was a lot of things that were still questionable because there were some people that were still finding themselves and there were some identities that weren't labeled. Therefore, we don't know if they sat under the category of saying gay, but it's like, we need rights too. But it's like, okay, clearly, like, you know, I'm just homosexual. I don't know what you are, so we're talking about rights for me right now. And it's like, again, that doesn't equate equality. Um, as we continue to have this conversation, I want to say that uh, um, before I get deep into it, I want to um, dedicate this conversation to two close friends of mine. Um, I won't say their names, but I'll, they will know when I, have the, when I have a personal conversation with them that... Um, I'm glad I took this class because it has made me want to love you more 
and I have a deeper understanding for everything that I don't understand. And I also have the intelligence to ask questions that when I don't understand, to not remain in a place of um, questioning as much as I'm willing to learn. Mm -hmm. I feel like sometimes we listen to respond or we listen to have a rebuttal, but we don't listen to to interpret or we don't listen to understand. And that's one of the biggest things that I got from the class. So um, another cool thing is how we went into labeling, right? Mm -hmm. And this is, I actually gave a whole demonstration to this because I had a, like I said, I had a final oral project that I had to record and um, present to my professor. And I did it in front of my students. Um, at the current moment, I'm a youth coordinator for the Summer Opportunity Program. And I felt like, you know, we had a, like an off day. We were supposed to go to the beach. And of course, you've seen that monsoon outside. It was. Oh, today? <laughs> yeah. The, oh. It was, definitely wasn't beach weather today. No. <laughs> so it just felt good for, you know what I mean, for me to like, all right, two for one. Since y'all here, let me explain this. So, um, one of the things that I broke or broken down to is I drew a figure like you know that you see on like a bathroom door. And oh I, yeah. You know like the like Those the regular gender, box. Yeah, that shows. But you I drew female. the box male blue. I mean um pink, and I drew like the box with the little triangle female blue, mm-hmm. and then I drew masculinity and then I drew femininity and I kept on having them kind of contrasting because ultimately what we realize is that labeling has kind of put us against each other. It, it made everything seem like a versus battle when it was never that way. It, it's like you kind of have to, it, it takes an intelligent person to realize that it was never contrast as much as it was coexist. It, it's not male, female being the opposite of male. We coexist together. And then what you realize, or what I was realizing as I was on my reading, is that everything that doesn't have a label naturally as humans, we deem, we alienated. And we deem it uncomfortable, and we find a way to make it not um, not real. What's an example of that? Prime example. If a bug come in here right now, right? Mm. First of all, I know you're scared of bugs. Yes. But if it come in here and you can't really count the legs right away, all you're going to say is, oh my God, it's a bug. Right? Why you said, oh my God, like that? Like, I wouldn't say it like you, that. You meant, oh my God. You, I, I, was, I was really going to be you, but I ain't going to do that to you like that. But you, you basically, you're going to freak out because it's a bug, right? And if the bug was to get offended because you called it like some roach-looking thing, right? Mm-hmm. And the bug, now let's say the bug had a voice, and the bug's like, "I'm not some roach-looking thing." <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Address Excuse me by me? my name. <laughs> Hold up, man! <laughs> I'm not some roach-looking thing. I'm a cinnamonopita. I don't know. You know what I mean? Right. He'll just have some type of words for it. That's what I'm realizing is that. All the, the major, um, the umbrella of this conversation that I want everybody to realize is that respect who they are. Mm-hmm. Respect who they are. There's gender identity and then there's gender expression. Um, gender identity is who you are on the inside. Gender expression is who you portray to be. So what ultimately what happens is the reason why we find confusion is because somebody may identify as one thing, but the way they act is a totally another. And we, since we don't understand it, we find confusion and we find a way to label it because now that needs to be alienated or we need to push that to the side because we don't respect it because we don't know. Mm-hmm. Now, what's unfortunate about that is that it's like we're perpetuating or we're continuing to carry the same thought. Or, or we're almost like provoking the same type of behavior that they're saying. It's, it's like, like if we're getting accused of something, we're doing what they're accusing us of as much as we unconsciously are aware. Right, of. that's what I'm saying. Like, I think it's more we are, we're not conscious of it. We mm-hmm. are aware. Like, because I know I've done it. Like, 
and 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 we all have done it. The only difference is, and I feel like for now, for me, the only difference is I did have an awakening when two things happened. Um, one thing that happened was a, fr a close friend of mine, um, a close friend of mine had made a post, and when he made the post, he put a hashtag that was alerting to me, and I was like, oh, and I kind of, I, I didn't want to ask him right away. So the first thing you do. Yeah, everybody does. You screenshot it. You send it to somebody else that's comfortable. Like, this is our mutual friend. What did you make of this? And they was like, I thought the same thing. I was like, I thought it was just me too. Then I had to delete it out of my phone because I didn't want to buy see it just chilling there. You know what I mean? Just, right. just like, all types of crazy stuff. But then I took some time and um, I ended up taking, and it, it's funny that I'm here taking this course now. Like, I'm taking the queer theory course now. Um, and I'm just taking it to summer course, just in this. But elective. why, like, out of all the courses you could have taken, why decide queer theory? Because what had happened was, with my profession um, and with my major in public health administration, you need to know all people. Mm -hmm. I felt like that was the best. That was the one group of people I have never concentrated, mm -hmm. and I was selfishly not trying to know. And that wasn't me. That's not the person I am. I need to educate myself and I need to be better. So if I'm going to be in a field where I'm trying to um, publicly like uplift everybody, then I need to include everybody. So it's like, yo, let's let's not avoid this conversation. Let's not avoid, you know, um, the, the phobia because I didn't have a phobia as much as like it was a preference. Right. And I didn't want to compromise my perception of my preference. That's really what it was. What do you mean by that? Okay, so to break it down. There is a term, I have to work backwards, there's a term called heterosexualism. The term heterosexualism um, implies that somebody is treated as if they're a heterosexual without knowing the sexual orientation of that individual or pre-perceiving um, pre it based off of your, um, of your preference. So prime example, um, if you are um, identified as a lesbian woman and I came in here and I approached you, and I tried to like get on with you and you like, you know, I'm not into that, but I was persistent. It's like, yo, you're a heterosexualist because you automatically just assumed that I was a heterosexual. Mm -hmm. Well, one thing that I, I had to debunk and I really challenged my professor on this and I said, ah, here's my only argument. My only argument is that there are so many ways that we're trying to protect and so many ways that we're trying to respect, but I feel like in the way of respecting or in the light of respecting, sometimes we're, we're disrespected as heterosexuals. Right. Uh, so what happens is, it's like, if you want that equality thing, let's keep it real. So what I, what I did was, I told the professor, one thing that you have to understand is space and proximity and culture. Everything is based off of culture. So with that being said, I said, shouldn't we have homosexualism? <laughs> professor looked at me. I looked at her. And, 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 and the class was like, and this was an in-class. This wasn't even an online. This was an in-class. We were like 30 deep. And somebody said, ooh, got her. And I was like, shh, don't do that. You know what I mean? Because my, my goal wasn't to offend or belittle, but my goal was so to bring light. Because right. here, here's what the problem was. The problem was, if I, I have a, you know, I have a, um, I have a, a gender, uh, oh, I would like to say respectfully, another, another gender classified brother, God brother, okay. right? And if it's his birthday and he wants to go to what we will call a gay bar or he wants to go to, you know, out, due to culture and space and proximity, I will automatically be affiliated with a different community 
based off of my proximity. Yeah. Okay. Yep. That's true. So it's it's and it's not even like it's not even um and it's not even like I should be mad at them, but it's more so like I get it. You're gonna assume because I'm here. Mm -hmm. But we don't. It's like. Why didn't y'all acknowledge that? But y'all so quick to throw the term heterosexualism and homophobia and no. Sometimes y'all do some things to us that we don't understand either. That's true. So, so I didn't want. So when I said it, I was like, I'm not trying to say it in an accusatory manner, but I'm also shedding light that we all you have to start with yourself and then understand that there are some things that I'm not gonna understand, but I'm open to learn. And then even somebody that belongs to a separate community of as you should take the time to learn you as well. Mm -hmm. um, so so that's like kind of where we got, where I got to introducing this conversation to you because I had a friend of mine who, um, who was supposed to come in and I would, I would love him to come in. Unfortunately, he had other plans. But um, that was one of the, the one of the things I've noticed. And as I continue reading, there was a lot of um, there's a there's two there's like two or three people that like if you're interested in this topic, I will encourage you to check out. One of them is Rocky Wilch Wilchins. Rocky Wilchins. R I K I W I L C H I N S. Um, she, because she identifies herself as she, has a lot of, it was a, it was an easy and comfortable read. Mm -hmm. And the reason why I say it was an easy and comfortable read, because there's another gentleman by name Fawcett, F-O-U-C-A-U-L-T, and it was like Shakespeare. It was, <laughs> I was reading, I'm like, eh. he was making points, but it was like so much extra words, so poetic, that I'm like, yeah, I just lost you. Can you help me? Like, <laughs> so what was the first book about? Um, the, so the first book um, is actually what we what we were working out of. It was called uh, Gender Theory, Queer Theory, mm -hmm. and um, one of the things that I touched on it, it touched on everything. Like I said, it even went into um, binary, which is another conversation I would talk about. It went into the um, how gender is formed, which is another conversation I'll talk about, and it also. Um, like, like I said, the tackle, that was the one, that was the book that I was telling you that started with the women's rights movement, um, gay rights movement, and then it kind of transgressed and, into something, you know, into this whole topic. And then we get to the question. So the ultimate question is, what is gender? Um, so let's work backwards in order to get forward. One thing that my professor said in my sexuality class, like, oh, I didn't tell you the chronological order. I took... Um, Fall semester of last year, I took a social protest and change class, social protest and policy class. And then the spring, I took um, sexuality. And then I was graduating and I needed three more credits because you know Brock would always mess you up at the last minute. And then I took queer theory. I felt like it was complete, like I was like, it, 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 it brought everything together. Um, and the, and the social, uh, Protest and social change class. One of the conversations that was brought up was um, gay rights and um, LGBTQA plus community rights. Yeah. So before you even get into all of that, can you just LGBT? I will. I will without without ignorance. I don't know every single letter, but I will say that the reason why there's plus is because there are genders that fall under and there are even alliances that fall under there. 
So, so I feel like it's see. getting longer and changing. Like, you know why it's getting longer and changing? Remember the bug that came in? So think about this, the same bug that we were just talking about that came in, mm -hmm. think about how many roaches exist across the country. Different types and species, uh -huh, you mean? Uh -huh. And think about, think about the fact that there can be a minor differenti uh, differentiation with one bug, but it's a whole new species. And not just as a whole new species, but we recognize it's a new species, but in the same breath, we have to find a label to identify it. Hence why I said labels have messed up a lot. Okay. Labels have altered the conversation. Because now it's like if we don't have a label for it, you don't technically exist. So now we have to find meaning or we have to find a solution or a, or a absolute truth in order for us to accept certain things. So, um, so, so to add to that, I have a friend that's really close to me who... Um, who's in a relationship with a woman, but she's like, I'm not gay. I'm social. I'm, I'm emotionally connected to this woman. Mm -hmm. But what happens is I understand that. But it takes the ignorance of somebody else or the enlightenment with whatever angle they're looking at it to find out that it's true is what she's saying. But the fact of like, if, if the fact that we don't have a label for what she believes or what she's going through because intrinsically she feels she's a woman. The way she expresses herself is a woman. But then they look at, well, you did woman, so that automatically makes you, no, it doesn't. No, it doesn't. We don't have to conform to that box. Um, okay. So that, that's another portion of it. Um, but to get back to what I was originally about to say, the um, protest and social change class, we had to watch the movie Philadelphia. And um, for those With Denzel Washington. Yeah, yes. And, he had and Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks had the HIV AIDS. Okay, and, it's coming yeah. back. And Denzel was his lawyer, and they they used to compete. But then, like you know, they, it was a friendly competition. Like they used to work opposite sides. But then he needed him, so Tom Hanks reached out to him, like, "Yo, I need you as a lawyer. Here's what's going on. I have a lawsuit. I have all the paperwork, but I can't represent myself." So then, what happens is, um, not to give the movie away, because I feel like it's a great movie and everybody should, um, should watch it. One significant part of the movie was when Tom Hanks um, was on the trial. He was on the stand, and he addressed to the judge and to the crowd like I didn't basically he didn't come out about his sexuality because his boss made him uncomfortable because they were having men time they were in the shower room and it was just this, you know saying jokes and stuff and then next thing you know the boss says um a joke that was targeted towards gay men mm -hmm. and Tom Hanks is like eh, you know like yeah no nah, I can't nah, even you're right out. you know what I mean and what and what the and when that happened it automatically, like, I was thrown all the way back, like, wow. Like, I felt so bad. I was so hurt because the only thing I can think of is my friends around me know my sense of humor. Mm -hmm. I know how to act in front of people. But if I'm comfortable in front of my people, you liable to hear some things, right? So I said, what? Yeah, that's who? Now, remember, the same friend I told you that made the post and we were unsure of, I reached out to him and I said, what if he never reached, what if he never told me because of something I said? That made him uncomfortable to express to, oh, that. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Now, here's what I, I was, like I said, I was in that moment and I felt so bad that I went back and I I, I sent him a, I called him. He was at work. He, you know, he, he deleted, not deleted, but he sent a voicemail. And I sent him a really long text message just basically, you know, letting him know, like, I apologize. Um, 
you know, I'm like, I, now that I have this, like, this newfound feeling, this, like, revelation, I'm, I'm hurt and I'm hurting for you. I hope that I never made you uncomfortable. I hope that I never made it uncomfortable for you to feel like you couldn't express yourself around me. And then he sent me a message back, like, man, get out of here, man. You know, like, it's not that deep. Yeah. And then two days later, he sends me a deep message, like, yo, you don't understand what that did for me. He was like, yo, I know it. He's like, I know you don't mean anything by it. I know it's jokes, but I really appreciate you for doing that. It makes me feel more comfortable. And we never lost a beat in our friendship. And I felt like that was necessary because we don't know what how we say things or what we say that affects others around us um unconsciously mm-hmm. you know what i mean like even to the point of you know it, it's jokingly but we'll be like yo no homo you know what i mean everybody start laughing or pause or yeah. you know no freaky and everybody just start laughing but it's like there's seriousness behind that that could possibly seriously offend somebody or, or are we getting to the age where like anything is offensive now like, I would say everything is up for debate. <laughs> right. I feel like Every, everything is questionable because even remember, we just had the conversation about being called black. Right. I have never felt offended by being called black unless it's a, unless I'm in a moment where I am not comfortable with an individual and able to say it. So now life and, and that goes back to a different whole another conversation that, you know, I have with a good friend of mine. We are live. We are livers. Or we lead, we lead, ah, we live and lead by the moments that we're living in, That's and the even the, the memories that we have, everything that has ever happened to us, we never forgot it, but we just found a way to filter it, and then we process it when need be. So, prime example, you can go through a breakup, and it can be traumatic in that moment, but then when you see what you know what your creator has done for you You see what your spiritual provider has done for you or you done came a long way or you're you're in a better place you look back and you're like oh some people say oh that was a test some people don't even remember the acts or some people will say i needed that for strength but you know like Mm -hmm. they they find a way to make sense of it that also coincides with the conversation i was just having about making sense about somebody else's orientation and if we don't know, then we'll find a way to make sense of it. And if we can't find a way to make sense of it, it's like, okay, that's just wrong. Right. And that's not right. You're just tuning in to the 5A5 Report. We have Shay in the building. And we're having a deep conversation. He's definitely putting me on to a lot of stuff that I didn't know about. Um, and we're just moving along in the conversation. So awareness for me was working with students. So... I won't say I grew up in the church, but I was in church since I was about, what, 17, 18, and been in the church, you know, pretty heavy, and so, you know, taboo, homosexuality, all that, abomination, all that. Right, right. So, that's what was ingrained in me. And then, you know, I have two kids, so that was like all like awareness in itself because you're more accepting because if one of my um, children, you know, came out to me and told me that, you know, they were gay or they were a lesbian, like I would love them no matter what. So that was another level of like, okay, I need to be like that with all people. Exactly. I was just about to say, and it's like, and, and, and then watch this. The same way that you said you're in the church, right? If we were supposed to love thy neighbor like we love ourselves and like we love our God, then why would I love this individual? Right. You know what I mean? Like, I just said I love my child. My child got the same thing as this dude. And it's like, I can't 
love you the same way. Like I kind of made it, you know what I mean? Like it, it, it doesn't work like that. It doesn't work like that. And that's what, uh, that's another thing I wanted to touch on. So like I said, um, binary sex and gender are not the same. Um, so it goes back to the, it goes back to something that was brought up in class. Um, or brought up in the readings by um, Rocky, um, Rocky, yeah. She brought up the phrase how Aretha Franklin says, you make me feel like a natural woman. Natural meaning that that's your binary sexual orientation because that's your genitalia. And woman is what you express. You express womanhood by the things that you do. It's like gender is an act. Gender isn't necessarily a label or a point. Gender is how is how you act on it. So I know you as a woman by the way I perceive you, by the things you say, and by how you act as a woman. Intrinsically, how you feel doesn't necessarily have anything to do with me as much as my responsibility is to respect it. Right? Right. So um, we have a term, and now I, I just kind of learned this term, and I'm like... Serious? Like, I, like, I, I, I can't just make this no, up. No, listen, I'll be reading. Like, I was, I read, uh, I, I want to say this in the most politically correct way. I read very animated. I, I'm a very animated reader. You're a very animated person. I'm a very animated person, period. But when I read, I read very, like, thugly. Like, <laughs> like, like, I'll be reading a book and I'm like, wow, really? And people be looking at me like, you would have thought I was texting. Like, because I'm, I'm reading, but I'm reading, like, Yo, wow. Like, and then anybody around me is it like, what, yeah, what is you reading? Like, what got you all riled up? And sometimes it, it really do, it really be by work. But what, uh, but one of the things that I read was, um, I, I didn't know the term cisgender. Cisgender is basically like the sexual orientation that you was born with matching what you identify yourself as. I said, so we, we find, we had to find a term for what we always knew. So that would be me. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Why do we have to rename it? Or I, the, listen, because remember, if it doesn't have a label, it doesn't exist. Oh, I God. said that right there was a complete indication of like, oh, we got to label everything. That's redundant to me. It's redundant to you, but it makes sense to somebody else because ultimately, watch this, post-modernization uh, post was taking place in the 18th century. So before the 18th century, Basically, there was only the conception of attraction. Mm -hmm. There was never, there was never, you know, there, there wasn't so, there wasn't names, there wasn't labels. It was simply just attraction. That's why you will see some of the really old art of like young boys, you know what I mean? And everybody was naked. Like, you know what I mean? It was just, you know, probably a little leaf. Mm -hmm. They probably had like a little leaf. That's about it. But everybody, you know what I'm saying? So what happened is the, the, uh, the church was like, oh no, this is not right. This is immoral. And if you're if you're out here just doing these things because you're doing it as a desire, you're doing it as you know something that you like, you're not doing it for the love, you're not you know the love of the Lord, you're doing it simply as a desire, and that's a sin. Okay, so that's where it. sin came from, or that, that okay, now wait, hold on, it gets even better. So then they said, come in and tell us everything that you that you know of. Yeah, wait, yeah, confession or yeah, yeah, yeah. They want to know everything, and then people are like, well, you know, I was into this and I did that, and they had to find a way to label everything. And then once they found a way to label everything, next thing you know, it was like, okay, you are a heterosexual. 
because the original term for heterosexual was anybody that was having sex without um, without the um, the thought or without the action of procreation. Oh, because you're okay. simply just doing it for pleasure. You wasn't doing it to procreate. Now, with that being said, because you know, like I told you, I'll be reading in my DMX. So I, I literally, I'll be, reading. I, I'll be reading like that, and I have put the book down, and I went just like this. So, doesn't that make like everybody heterosexual? Because we do it for the pleasure. Like, you know, <laughs> I have never seen somebody say, I'm not going to enjoy this. We're doing this to make the baby. Like, what? Like, <laughs> so, so what I, what I read that. Think about men who get in the bed and the wife just have to comply. She ain't doing it for pleasure. She just doing it because. So, so somebody was another sexual that we don't know. And then we had a heterosexual. <laughs> Some, I put like this. Somebody did for pleasure and somebody did for charity. That's different. <laughs> and guess what? It does exist. But since we don't have a label on it, we're not going to be one of those people. Okay. All right? We're we not going to put things. You know, we're not going to say that we don't have a label so it doesn't exist. Basically. But it's like, like I said, I was just reading these things, and the more I was running into these terms, the more I was running into all this newfound information. And I'm no guru. Don't don't say like I know I'm not the end all be all. But what I'm simply trying to say is, as a male who identifies as a post modernization heterosexual male, I'm you know I am a cisgender male, as you know as I just learned. I'm saying that I get it, I understand, and I respect you. Mm-hmm. And I'm speaking on behalf of myself and some of the people that I'm closest to because I know even my circle might be might confuse some people. You might see me with, you know, some of the best and I'm rubbing elbows with some good people. Then you might see me with an older crowd and it's like, well, who is that? Because I love all people. Mm-hmm. And, and my biggest thing about loving all people is respecting everyone because we all have some flaws. We all have some things that we're not proud of. We all have some things that we might find ourselves guilty of. But ultimately, we don't have a way of pushing people out there, you know what I'm saying? Or we have a way of pushing people out there and making them look bad simply because they never conform. True. Um, True. That, and who are we to who are we to make them conform anyways? Exactly. I never even I never thought about it like that. I remember I, I had some family members who were dealing with they own stuff and mm-hmm. trying to figure out their sexuality and you know they were made to feel some kind of way um and I was like because they were going back and forth mm-hmm. and I'm like what what are you doing right now but that's not even my place to say that I'm glad you said that because that that's all I want to say that's what we messing up we be mind other people's business right and that's what I think is weird, like, when we start, like, especially you see it a lot on Facebook, where people be so concerned with who somebody else is sleeping with, like, mm-hmm. like, I don't care, to me that's weird. It, it's, it's like, not only are we concerned with who, uh, with who other people are sleeping with, we're also concerned by, well, if you're sleeping with it, what does that make you? Right, like you said, gotta put mm-hmm. a label on it. Uh, you know what I mean? You know what I mean? And, 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 and like I said, I felt like... I felt like <laughs> labeling everything was something that, um, as, as, <laughs> I ain't gonna say it. I, I was, <laughs> it, it, well, just clean it up. I can't find a way to clean up because all I can think about is how the white man, you know what I mean? But that's, that's, <laughs> that's how, that's how we do things. If it wasn't for the white man, but you know what I mean? But, but being more serious, it's like, 
um, we had to find a way to classify everything. And if we don't, then it's like, like you said, we almost make it like it doesn't exist. And the thing about the, the queer theory class was, why? It wasn't a studies class, it was a theory class. Where did this come from? And, and, and theory is questions that are based on questions, you know, that overlap questions until we find a deeper root. And what I realized is that it's the amount of labeling and the lack of love. Because the more you love something, the more you're attracted by it, nothing else interferes with that. If you love That's your so child, true. If you, the more you love your child, no matter what they do, you never stop loving them. When so you're true. when you're deeply in love and you have a relationship with your creator, you're understanding the way like I love God, where I receive God, nothing else bothers that. There's never been somebody step in and like, you really love God? And I said, you know what, you're right. No. When you have a phone, when you have an intimate connection with something, there is very little that can step in that way. And ultimately, the only thing that can interfere with that intimate connection is something between you and that individual or you and that something. I still have a deep found connection with Lay's potato chips. And I've been on this diet and I've been trying to stop eating potato chips. I know somebody going to hear this and they're going to talk junk about me. I'm working on me. All right. I'm working on me. Leave me alone. But with that being Lay's said, potato I, Lay's too. Cause just a plain? Not just, no, not plain. I like all flavors. No free. See, see, look, now I got to be saying something crazy. That's what I'm talking about, man. That, that, it, it, but it's like, it, it's, it's more so like, no matter what you say, no matter what you know, it can only be uh, offending somebody or offending something. That's another point I want to get to is intrinsic. Um, because like we just said, if we're doing something for ourselves and we're minding our own business, we don't really care about what other people are doing. Some things can be said and it, it, it's like it is what it is unless somebody is purposely trying to offend you. And then a, f- a good friend of me, a good friend of mine, uh, Mr. Darko, I once said, the fear, he was like, we don't necessarily have a fear of, of a thing. We have a fear of uncomfortability. The, the uncomfortability of a situation is what we fear. Because we don't, like prime example, we don't fear getting into a fight, but we fear getting hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Hey, that's the same thing, right? No? Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. if you win it, you ain't scared. Okay. <laughs> well, I'm scared of it going viral. <laughs> Listen, we like you said, you, we, we're, we're scared of the uncomfortability of our reputation. Yes. You know what I mean? When we when when our parents, when we were coming up and our parents would say, we're going to beat your way when we get home, we wasn't scared of the belt. We felt it before. We were scared of how long it was going to take. Like, is this going to be a stinger and we back outside? Is this going to be a premeditated because I forgot to take out the garbage last week and I did get a phone call? Like, we, like what that was, we create fear in our mind. And, we, and when we create this fear, it's like, oh, dang. So what am I really afraid of? And that goes back to the original conversation. That, like, we can find so many different things in the world, but it'll keep going back to the same conversation of, like, why are we fearing these people that we don't know rather than respecting them and trying to get to learn? And then, and then I'm asking in the same breath, I feel like, and I'm saying this as me, they need to also have patience to get to understand us because we're all not against you. Right. It's just we don't, we're not all there. We don't have that level of understanding just yet. And if I'm not there, educate me. Don't make me feel bad. Teach me. And I'm going to tell you one even better. You don't know me because you're educating yourself and you're something totally uh, totally different. So I'm going to have to teach you as well. Like, like I feel like the biggest things that we can teach, um, that we can teach one another is like, or like I could teach 
a friend of mine that identifies himself as anything other, and I'm saying that respectfully, is that we're all not mean. Just because I don't understand doesn't mean I disagree or doesn't mean that I hate you. It doesn't mean that I have a phobia. It doesn't mean any of that. I simply just don't know. And, and in the process of me getting to know you and trying to learn, respect me and respect the fact that I'm growing with you. Let's grow off each other. I feel like the biggest phrase that I always lived by that my mom taught me was to pe uh, teach people how to treat you. As long as you're treating people the way they treat you, one, I feel like you're, demote, you're demoting your own energy. Mm -hmm. You know, like we had this biggest phrase last year. It started last year and the year before well, keep last. That same, keeping that same energy. Or matching energy. Or, you know, I'm matching What I look like matching somebody's energy if I woke up and my energy was on a thousand. But and it's on, hard, and, Jay. Oh, oh, wait, though. Wait, though. Listen. And your energy is on 400. Right? All I can do is acknowledge that you got 400 energy. Okay. More power to you. I'm not about to demote me in order to make us feel equal when I can elevate you. Yeah, that sounds all good and fine. But sometimes, trust me, I was at a point where I'm like, no, I'm not matching energy no more. I'm just going to be who I am. But then when you have energy that's like consistently the same, mm -hmm. like it's hard not to match it. And I'm saying like it's in a point it, where people are... Yeah, you could ignore it. Just depends on like. And watch this. You, this is something totally different. How often are you around that person? Energy is contagious, correct? It is. So when when you remove yourself from space and proximity, are you still matched with the same energy? No. There you go. There you go. Your solution. Leave. <laughs> we we did that that quick. That got done that quick. See what happens there? Just leave. And I know it sounds sound like I made it that simple because sometimes, you know, it may be difficult. But what I'm saying is if you left that place in your mind, your soul and your body is all connected as one. So it left with it. I am no, I'm no longer there. I'll be in the midst of an argument and I have a bad, good habit. It's a good, bad habit. I, I emotionally left out of places. <laughs> oh, I'm notorious for that. I know how to detach very well. I'm like, okay. Okay. And I'm still active listening, but I'm no longer there because I realize that this is not where I need to be. But what happens is respecting that, you know what I mean? And, and like I, I keep, like you notice that I keep like repeating the same words, respect, acknowledge, respect, because I feel like that's ultimately what we're dealing with. And we're finding that either people are perceiving um, miseducated folks as being disrespectful rather than acknowledging that you're miseducated. Yeah, I see definitely a lot of that on Facebook, social media, where people are trying to put people on blast. And I don't think it's because they, um, like, you know, we have jerks out there. You have people <laughs> that exist. just don't want to know. Like, they have no desire to elevate. No. But then you have people who, like me, maybe they grew up in the church or, you know, and... Mm -hmm. That's what they're basing their opinions off of. So that, that's that's just like that's just like Tommy who was born in ah, 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 and you know what I'm saying and all he knows is n word n word n word and then next thing you know he's like daddy the n words are so cool and then now he get decked in the eye and you're like what just happened no you can't use that right <laughs> if, if you only know what you know then it's like let me reteach you let me teach you how to treat me.
But where do we start having those conversations? Like, what spaces are made to have those conversations? We just created one. Yeah, we just created one. True. And and that and that's why these things exist. We created space. Um, what I learned is that um, it, it's funny. This is one of those one moments. <laughs> I used to be afraid to approach women. Not like I didn't like them. I was just afraid to make the first move. I was that dude that would have a whole conversation with you, and I feel like in a female mind, she's like, "When is he gonna ask me for my number?" And I just walk away. Like at what you told me at Applebee's. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just like right. <laughs> It's been good. And just walk off. Like, what? You didn't ask for the number? Be in the, probably be in the car, beat myself up. Like, dang, you didn't ask for the number? But it's more so, like, it, it's like, just do it. You know what I mean? Just do it. And I feel like it's easier to get it. Get, I don't want to say just get it done and over with. Because it almost sounds like you don't care. But it's easier to start something and build on it. You know what I mean? If I have this box, and in this box it's saying all the things that I've learned about you know everything okay and i realized that this is my box of what i learned about math because you know i teach math this is my box of what i know about you know being a young father this is my box that i know about and, and all these boxes i constantly fill why have we avoided the box of understanding sexual orientation or understanding gender identity or understanding everything that we don't know we just keep looking at that box like well i guess i ain't gonna need this box anytime soon it's unfair because ultimately what you'll realize is there's some things about ourselves that we that we don't know like I never knew best example I am completely cisgender heterosexual you gotta throw that out there right you know what I mean this this boat rocks for one lady alright but that being said wait never mind never mind but what I'm saying, what I what I'm really getting to is like I can joke like that, but ultimately what I'm saying is I don't have any disrespect for anybody else in their sexual orientation, and I embrace it because I embrace the thought of learning. I want to be educated. Tell me something I don't know. Help me understand. And guess what? You don't even have to tell me your label. Just help me, so I can help you. So I can go and tell my other friends who may say something disrespectful, and I can say, yo, 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 that's not what we're doing here. Especially out of your defense, but don't make me out. Don't don't label me before you get to know me, because that's where I felt like that's where I was getting um, uncomfortable, and I was getting the DMX with in this class, and when I was reading, because it's like at any point where people feel like they don't understand, the first thing they say is like, you know, they're they're ignorant or they're um, homophobic, or, and it's like, yes, there are that stigma in the in the. And let's make, matter of fact, let's go back to culture. There's that stigma in the black community. Oh, for sure. In the black community, because ultimately it's like, if you hang with them, you wanted them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, even using the term them is like, them? Wow. Like, how derogatory. Yeah, because we hate when people say it to us. Like, if somebody say them over there, and I notice that we all black, and I look over there, let's get them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> you can't use certain words and think that's okay. It don't fly like that. So, I, it's this new wave, like, on Facebook where people are trying to, like, expose people who are transgender or, like, people don't already know. Like, I seen this guy, he wrote, wait, I don't know if, I, honestly, I don't know what he identifies as. So, I know this person, and he wrote a post. And I guess somebody tried to expose them 
But he basically explained, like, what are you doing? Like, people already know you're, like, preaching to the choir, uncomfortable with myself. But you were in my inbox. Oh. And because, you know, I didn't give you a certain time of day, this is what you resort to. Now, you know what's funny about that? That goes back to insecurity I was talking about. You know what I mean? Because I don't see some things where it's like, even even in, you know, but like, did you know how, like, you'll see something with somebody that, like, you'll have a relationship with somebody, mm-hmm. and then they will do something. And what I mean by a relationship is, like, you're cool with them, with your cords or whatever the case may be, but they'll do something that's like, that's what you do? You know what I mean? It's no, not my place to go with You know, yeah, you know what I mean? Like, I never, I didn't, I didn't take you to be that type of person. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And then you go to them on the side and say, hey, I never thought you would do that. Or, you know, what's up with this? You know what I mean? The, the, the fact or, or the the corny, I, I think it's corny. I'll call it corny. The corny thing about exposing anybody is that it's like, it makes you look sad. You know what I mean? You need a help. You, you need help. You know what I mean? The, the, the fact that you went out your way to expose somebody. It's like, um, really? That's what we doing? You, oh, cause you had you had so much time to be in my business that you couldn't worry about your own. Mm-hmm. Like, you know how I felt. There was things that I went in situations that I done dealt with, with exes where it's like they don't, I, 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 you know what I mean? The slander, and it's like my soul won't allow me to say anything. I know my truth. I'm gonna be like that. You know what I mean? And and then even when they go on to do great things, yo, congratulations! I'm proud of you. I see you doing your thing over there because that's how genuine I am. I'm not about to demote that energy, but but it's like it, it needs to be met with the same respect of if I'm respecting you, have that same respect for me. Oh, one thing I want to touch on before I forget because it had me dying laughing, especially now that everybody is like into this whole trans thing. I never been I never been a fan of trends growing up. Certain words will come out, and I'm like, I'm not using that. You know what I mean? Like, remember when every like bomb.com? I never used that. I still I, use I that. I never. Why? <laughs> I sent it in emails. Like, oh. <laughs> oh my god. Wait, hold on. Before we go even further, um, you listen to 100.9 WXIR, the five eight five report with Atiana and Bishop. We are on every Sunday from six to seven. But yes, I use bomb.com. If you're just tuning in, we have Shay in the building, and we're having a conversation on. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. A lot of stuff. All right. So yes, I use bomb.com. I, I never use that. I hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a lot of t- like, for, like I think I probably use capping. Like the new word is like, oh no, cap. I probably probably said that one time, and I felt so disgusted. I took a shower. Like I don't, I don't, I just don't ride new trends. With that being said, right? Um, one of the things that uh, one of the things that my professor pointed out, and she had me crying. She said, oh, I hate gender reveals. What do you mean a gender reveal? It makes my butt itch. She was going in and we just dying laughing. I'm the same though. I feel her. Like, that's why. Why? Here's the funny thing about gender. Remember, I just told you, gender is action. Gender is, there's gender expression and there's gender identity. Mm -hmm. And then with that being said, how you going to say what your baby going to be when your baby barely even looking like something in the in the pictures? Right. What you can have is a binary sex reveal. 
That's true. Imagine if people start saying. A genitalia saying, review. Yo, I want you to come through. We about to have a genitalia review for my baby. Like, <laughs> that's true. You can say that. Everything else is like, nah, I ain't like that. Uh, scientifically, or what, what was proposed, or what was said to me is that, um, what I've learned, I should say, is that one doesn't even know their gender until they're at least three. Hmm. Now, here is the argument that I brought up as well. Well, my son, like my son did, he used to play with his, but he, I guess he didn't have like, <laughs> he was the one that was already touching himself, my son. No, 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 no that's, that's he, normal. That's normal. No. Believe it or not, you masturbate in the womb. Hmm. Mm hmm Sexuality class was dope. I, if anybody, I want to say, it's, it's one of those things. It's like I learned some things. Like, wait, like you'll see, like that's why you see, like little babies touching themselves because the curiosity is the sensory. Like, oh my god, I can feel that. You know what I mean? And then, just like when you get little, or you know, you hear the stories, like I show you mine, you show me yours, because like, ooh, you know what I'm saying? It's 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 natural that kids are exploring. And that's one of those things where it's like, that's a whole nother subject that was, you know, sexuality class, but that's what brought me to this queer theory class because, like you said, gender, uh, um, a child doesn't know their gender until they're at least three years old. And then ultimately what happens is if they can be internally feeling one way, but they feel like they have to project something due to the culture and the environment that they're in. Mm -hmm. So if I'm around, prime example, I think we all know that one kid that we all thought was kind of, uh, right. you know what I mean? That's what we'll say, respectfully. That's what we'll say. Yeah. But the thing is, if he was around cousins, you know what I mean? Hard uncles, then all he know is to be hard. Hence the reason why there is, a, there is another, just like a whole separate conversation for black men that identify as anything other than heterosexual in the black community, especially um, urban, poverty-filled black community, because you have to fight twice as hard. Twice as hard. I see it in the schools. Because now, now it's like it, it's like I can't even I can't even question, um, or it's like I'm not going to question your masculinity, but at the same time, I'm perceiving you as acting feminine. But here's where I'll talk about the class. Here's something that we brought to class. Feminine and masculinity never were binary to a genitalia or a binary sex. They were never. It, it was never said that men were only going to be masculine, women were only going to be feminine. And like I expressed to you about how the women's rights, um, women's rights was like, it never fought for masculine women. It only fought for feminine women. It never fought for feminine men. It only fought for feminine women. And now it's like, it's like, oh, so you're doing the same thing that you don't want us to do. You're still putting labels. You're still pushing certain people out. And you're still only protecting certain people when you're trying to push it. You're trying to push the agenda of equality. It doesn't work that way. Now, take it a step further. With that being said, if man doesn't necessarily or ultimately equate masculinity, women don't equate femininity then why is it that we have a problem when we perceive things differently or when, um, oh my God, I wish I would have brought my, my terms with me, but there's, there's a term for it. But basically what it's saying is like when we perceive things based off of their physical appearance. So we just automatically assume you're a male because of the way you're, or you're a male because of the way you're groomed or the clothes that you have on. Like when I made, remember I told you how I made the frames and when I asked my students, like I even wrote the word uh, masculinity, I wrote it in cursive and all pretty and I wrote femininity like really hard and like in graffiti. 
And it's like, why do we give things? Yeah, yeah. It's like, it, it, like we're, we're making stuff up. Right, right. <laughs> and, and that's what we're starting to realize is like we're making stuff up and we're giving things, we're, we're just making titles for things to make it um, excusable and make it comfortable for us without trying to consider everybody's comfortability. And the only way we can do that is by erasing the labels. Um, I see, well, I'm not going to say I see, but there's like this also, this new trend where parents are allowing their kids to basically, yeah, to basically do what they want. So wear what they want, give themselves different names if they want them, paint their fingernails. Like, I've seen at least four kids like that within the last year mm-hmm. where parents just allow them to um, basically do whatever they want to. Now, so I don't feel like it's doing whatever they want to as much as they're allowing them artistic expression. They're allowing them um, social expression because this is the same thing I brought up in class. I personally believe that although there are some biological factors that are um, that are involved in creating gender, mm-hmm. it's also a learned stimulus. It's a learned stimulus, and society has found ways to kind of break norm and to make everything seem norm. Because what and what it goes back to is like like I said, the theory: what is norm? Norm, norm can't necessarily be heterosexual, um, you know, or cisgender with another cisgender of the opposite sex. That that doesn't necessarily equate norm. Yeah, that's my norm. That's our norm. No, what you just said. It's our norm because culturally, how we were brought up, religiously, what we believe creates our norm. Our, 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 we are the center of our universe. We create our reality. So the reality that we create may coincide or may also be in comparison with somebody else who has the same kind of ideas. So since the majority of us have the same ideas, we're the majority. So we seem right. But that's not right. I'm, I'm telling you, listen, it's, I will be honest and be the first person to say that this was the hardest thing to wrap my mind around. But at the end of it, I realized that it meant so much more to me to know than for me to not know. So, this new level of awareness that you have. I'm still low on it. No. (laughs) (laughs) Trust me, I wasn't going there with you. I'm going to let you finish. I'll mess with you. But have you had these conversations with some OGs? I'm not talking about like, Mm -hmm. I'm talking, oh, okay. Mm -hmm. I, I haven't because they're not ready. Exactly. They're not ready. Like, and, and and what I mean by, like, I know they're not ready, but at the same time, I'm not ready. Do you think, like, they're going to be like, yo, what's up with him now? And I wouldn't care. I wouldn't care. I say that I say that respectfully, I wouldn't care. And the only reason why I say I wouldn't care is because I know who I am. Mm-hmm. I trust who I am. And just because I'm defending somebody, that's just like if I defend a child, you know what I mean? If I, if, you know what I mean? Like... I'm defending what's right. It's never who's right. It's what's right. And what's right is that we all deserve equality. Because honestly, the biggest thing, another reason why it was hard for me to accept this class, and I'm going to keep it a buck, is because I felt like there were more rights that were in play and that were, that were being actively used for people that belong to the LGBT community. And we had people. rights of being black. Yeah. 
And that's like, 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 yo, y'all. I, I commend the strides that they made, but like, yo, fam, I've been black for mad long. My ancestors been black for mad long. And we How still fighting right? for the same we still, thing. We're still fighting for the same thing that y'all got in like 20 something years. And I'm not saying that it was easy. I'm not saying that it was easy. And I'm not saying that we should, that we should like go away or steer away from the conversation. What I'm simply trying to say is that I get it because it was hard for me to have this conversation because I was so pro-black, because I know my people, because I know my ancestors and I know my history, and because I know that we still deserve 40 acres and a mule and that ain't good enough right now. You know what I mean? Y'all y'all over here getting, you know what I'm saying? I can't even say certain things without it being a hate crime. But then we have 45 in office saying the most off-the-wall things and nothing's happening to them. Like things that if I say certain stuff, it can be considered uh, 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 it can be considered a sexual heinous slur and I can go down. Mm -hmm. Right. Everybody will stop messing with me, all types of stuff. But then when he says something that's racially profiled and we see it, it's significant. Nothing's happening. When I that part alone was like, I can't even fight y'all fight yet. I got one fight to fight for my people like because I'm. At the end of the day, I'm still be black. I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> so that was that was one of the things where I had to get over that and, and get involved and, and learn. So our time is almost up. Um, I do want to thank you because, like, during this last hour, I learned so much, and it's just making me become aware of the things I say mm-hmm. and my thoughts. Like when people, when this conversation is taking place, or when I'm introduced to things that I don't understand. Mm-hmm. So it's just making me be more aware to ask questions when I don't know. Right. And be cognizant of the way I'm asking questions because yeah, I think yeah. that's another thing. Yes. That we ask questions and sometimes the way we ask those questions and our facial expressions can offend the person that when we're not trying to do that, we're simply just trying to gain and, more information. And, here, and here's what I'll say to that because I can agree. But the other part that I would add to that is that if I'm coming to you humbly, mm-hmm. trying to become better, understand I'm, 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 I may fall short, but my heart is in the right place. For you know sure. what I mean? It's the person that walks into church and they got on a white tee and some sneakers and it's like, are we pushing them away? Or are they coming because, you know, they, they, need, they need something? Mm-hmm. I need you in order to understand. Mm-hmm. Respect the fact that I may not come with with all the great tools. I don't have all the big words in my vocabulary, but I can dumb things down because the first part of any relationship, even in the root word, is relate. If we find something to relate on, we'll find a common ground. Once we find that common ground, we can add on the things that we can relate on, and we can have these conversations. Okay, perfect. Thank you for tuning into the Five A Five Report. We had Shay in the building. Catch us next Sunday from 6 to 7 p.m. on 100.9 WXIR. Thank you. Thank you.